Hi everyone, welcome to The Green Room, a podcast presented by The Handshake Agency and hosted by me, I'm Tiana Speter. Thank you for joining me today, whether you're driving to work or perhaps avoiding small talk on the bus. Wherever you're listening, I am so very glad to have you with me today. Just a little heads up, with the ongoing lockdown in Sydney, I am sadly stuck with an extremely noisy street directly outside my window. So the dulcet tones of trucks and buses and people blasting extremely obnoxious basslines may occasionally peek into the podcast for the next little bit. But stick with me, I am just hoping that adds some frivolity to your listening experience, so please bear with me in the meantime. Now, for those playing along at home, last week I was extremely honoured to spend some time with absolute rock royalty, with Mr Jimmy Barnes himself dropping by the green room to chat about his brand new album, Flesh and Blood. And a massive shout out for Jimmy snagging his 13th number one album last Friday as well. He's once again proven to the world he is not only an actual legend walking amongst us mere mortals, he's also, quite frankly, one of the nicest guys in town too. So a huge congrats to Jimmy on his incredible new release and just on being an awesome person. Normally, I like to segue smoothly from one guest to the next in my introductions, but today's guests are so inherently smooth, I feel like a segue is unnecessary and not very on brand. Earlier in the week, I was joined by Mark Bonanno and Broden Kelly, aka two-thirds of the Absurdist Masters Auntie Donna. For those who perhaps weren't in the know about this trio prior to 2020 and its lockdown shenanigans, when Auntie Donna's big old house of fun hit Netflix, you were pretty hard-pressed to avoid the insatiable and zany allure that these three rowdily brought to the table. Fast forward to the latter half of 2021 and the group are fresh out of lockdown and ready to return to their roots, aka live performing with the Magical Dead Cat Tour this week announcing a huge expansion of dates due to extremely popular demand. For anyone who has witnessed the beautiful chaos of Auntie Donna, you'll probably already know what to expect from an exploration into their minds and creative endeavours. So without further ado, if you need a bit of a laugh today with everything going on in the world right now, you have definitely come to the right place today. Come join me chatting with Auntie Donna's Mark and Broden, Minus a sick Zach for today's episode of The Green Room. Well, Auntie Donna, I have Mark and Broden returning to The Green Room, this time with a different host, obviously, not um, the same as last time, but we're also here in a new year in 2021, which feels a bit like 2020, but welcome back to The Green Room, boys. It's a pleasure to be back. It's so Um, nice. We feel like we are the, the, like, you know, the guests, that the hosts change but the guests stay the same. same. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's our experience of the green room so far anyway, because when we first did Did the green room, the host. Well, you were in a Doctor Who way. You were in a different form. I imagine they, what's the Doctor Who thing? They, like I know. You're the geek boy. I know I'm a big nerd geek boy. I'm not that much of a, of a geek nerd boy to the point where I like Doctor Who. Well, well, let's ask someone who has done the Doctor Who, you know, re, 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 Incarnation. No, reef. It's a reincarnation. Is Doctor Who the same Doctor Who? Does yeah. the Doctor Who now have the memories of the yeah. first Doctor Who? Yeah, but he re. They re. Uh, sounds like. Sounds like the Doctor Who oh, nerds right over here. I Am love, I right, everyone? Am I right? I love Doctor Who. I've always loved Doctor Who. I've never watched Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, Doctor Who. Yeah, that's exactly. my reaction to Doctor Who. Um, but what we're saying is at the green room. In a way, 
there, there's the, the UA the, Doctor Who. They regenerate, I think it might be. Yeah, I think it's, I think we'll go with all of it, but I think because there was a female one too. So it's like we're on brand, guys. We're on brand. Yeah. And I feel like you you may be the actual real host of the green room and I'm your guest. So well, okay. Well, our first question would be, how does that make you feel as the host mm. to be a guest? Yeah, I on guess. our podcast now. We're yeah. taking over. Yeah, look, it's a huge thrill, massive honor. Um, I feel like it's really flipped too because I'm the one in lockdown now and you guys aren't. So yeah, how the tables have turned. They have. Um, but that was our plan all along in Melbourne. We would we would look like we were a uh, shit show up until the moment when you least expected it, and then we'd strike. And we'd get our shit together and be like, ah ha ha ha, we were faking all along. But a uh, but a removalist um, from Sydney mm. who moved a house in Melbourne in Adelaide, mm. he tested positive yesterday. Cool. And um, now we've got two positive cases this morning. Nice. That's so exciting for Melbourne. That's so exciting for Melbourne. It's very fun for everyone. I'm very happy to hear that. Um, we, let's just hope that it, you know, really screws Adelaide as well. Yes. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Look, um, we need to share the love a bit more, guys. I feel it. And I guess I'm hoping that it doesn't eventuate into anything like what we've got going on here at the moment, losing our shit. But the yeah. exciting thing about you guys being allowed in the same room and around people again, hypothetically, beautiful hugging that beautiful is this filmed does this go out filmed because oh good thank because otherwise who aren't watching the video mark and broden are embracing with an unidentified human behind them yeah we don't know who that is but that's all right we'll just we'd like to ignore that this is the man who makes all of our music tom oh that is tom but i'll say what i'll can i just explain he came in the door and he did a gesture like i'm gonna be quiet i won't sorry i won't make any noise and then has proceeded to walk into the frame of the interview and stand there. I know it's at your desk, Tom, but still. It's, just, it's the, the journey from, oh, I won't make a noise, <laughs> to walking into shot. Anyway, that's Tom. He makes all of the music. So from our Netflix show or our live shows, he produces it all. Um, uh, and he also eats Milo for breakfast. What a uh, champion. Milo. What an absolute champion. Yeah. Yeah. And he loves his big iced coffees as well. Yeah. He, he, my man. My man. Well, and on the topic of the live shows, we will see some of his work in action because we have the upcoming The Magical Dead Cat Tour. Correct. Correct. As of this week, you're also expanding and announcing new shows. Yeah. Now, I can't yes. help but notice, obviously, Zach is missing, but I also couldn't help but notice The Magical Dead Cat is not in attendance today. So, no. Well, to be honest, Tell her. Um, well, here's the thing. My this is true. When my grandfather died, um, I went to a funeral. I went to his funeral, not a funeral. I went to that, I mean, yeah. I mean when 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 my grandfather died, I just went to any funeral I could get my hands on to rookie so, mistake. Yeah, you gotta go to the person you know. Fuck. That's why I was like, everyone was crying and I was like, what's going with? I, I went to the open casket and I'm like, that's I don't know this man. It was very strange times. However, I went to the funeral of my grandfather that and I met, I met a distant cousin. You'll never guess what he did. He's a taxidermist. Now, his name's Gary. Now, he, when we said that we wanted a cat in this show, I said, I know just the guy. I met a guy at the funeral of my grandfather. This is all true, Diana. And I, and I, and I rang him up. I said, hey, I'm your cousin. He went, oh, yeah. 
I said, like, can I have a cat? He went, oh, you can borrow one. <laughs> and then, so, so I drove out. It's a temporary cat. It's yeah, so temporary. he's got yeah. a couple, okay, these are a lot, he, he's got a couple more in the freezer um, that are ready to go for the tour. The, the one in the trailer is, is well, the, because it's a magical dead cat, much like Doctor Who, uh, the, the cat can shapeshift, or at least that's the lie that we're telling the general public. So yeah. that when they see a different cat on tour with us, they're not going to get mad. These but, all cats, they all died of natural causes, by the way. We're not going out killing cats. I'm I, for actually this show, this production is not killing cats. I'm not killing cats. Can't speak for him. I, what I do in my private time is is for me and not for anyone else. And if I'm, that includes, I'm so sorry that down, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. If I'm hunting down cats in alleys, that's that's none of your business. Yeah, that's none that's of no one else's business except for mine. Marco, They're a pest. He likes to call himself Super Rat. He calls himself the Rat Avenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rat King as well. Sometimes I call myself the Rat King because he's like. Cats kill rats, but I'm the super cat. I mean, the super rat. Well, I'm also say. a super cat because I eat them and then I get real strong. He gets the power of every cat, cat powers, so it, which is really is good. Sounding dangerously like a rap all of a sudden. I feel like, did we just yeah, write a song by accident? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You own this now. You own the IP for this song Thank now, you. which is great. Um, so uh, anyway, the real cat's in a fridge. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get a different cat. He's in a freezer out in Thomastown. Um, he said, uh, he said, cousin Broden, um, well, let's sort you out with a cat. But obviously the hide, you know, it's not ready yet. So we had to use a temporary cat. Yeah. I picked him up from the factory out there. I put him in the car next to me. I put a seatbelt on him. This is all true. I was driving along. Yeah. I forgot the cat was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because when it's just the hide of a beast, it's not the actual soul of the beast. And um, I looked to the left and I saw the cat and I actually jumped. I forgot the cat was there. It's very scary when you're just carrying around a dead cat. It's not even a dead it's cat. The it's the hide of a cat. It's the hide of a cat. Uh, I had to film it playing Call of Duty. Judy, um, which will be coming out in a, as a vlog later on, Hot Scoop. The cat plays Call of Duty um, and is terrible at it, by the way. Uh, but that may be because it's using paws rather than thumbs. And it has nothing to do with the fact it's dead, obviously. No, no. Yeah. What's well, magical? So you got to remember course. the magicality cancels out the deadanality. Mm. This is, this is interesting to me, and I feel like the more that you say this is a real story, it genuinely feels like it's real. Like, well, the, magi- the magical element, yeah, the magical element, I'll, you know. Go say it. It's fake, it's, but that's not real. everything I said about Gary Pegg, that's the real. taxidermist is real. In Thomastown, South Pacific taxidermy is the name of his company. It's he has good. an elephant at the moment. He has an elephant hide ready to I, go. He died in natural Damn. causes, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know, Tiana. I, I won't cross the border to come to do that yet, but I might have to put in a phone call after this just in case. There's a little right. post-lockdown yeah, yeah. Oh, On an unrelated uh, topic, if you are in need of some ivory, uh, we we know we have a hookup. We, we, know we a have a hookup. We know a guy who can oh, hook is, up with some just, um, yeah. top quality ivory. We, we, we're ivory dealers here at Arlington Donna. Oh. Um, we, uh, we sell ivory. We sell ivory and... Not a lot of ebony, though. No, no, no. We stay away from the ebony because that's just, it's harder to source. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I feel like there's a lot more going on behind the scenes of this show, guys, and I'm actually quite excited. And as people who do love performing and you go way back with that in your genes, how does it feel to actually be allowed to get out on stage? Really, well, good. Yes. Well, I mean, and we haven't yet. That's the thing is like, we haven't written any new sketches. We haven't written any new sketches. Do you want to see them? Yeah, we can show you what some of we wrote. Whenever people, um, people have been like, 
hey, how's the how's the um how's the show writing going? I say really good yesterday, and I mean this. I say yesterday we wrote a sketch called Poos That Fart. Um, and so we're pretty happy about that so far. These are the sketches we've written so far. So you got footy commentary, country cafe, choo-choo. Choo-choo hasn't really been written. That was more of a, a Zach fever dream that we... Uh, he just started to pretend to be a train. And so we're like, okay, that 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 will, might make it into the show. Savings. Mark went into a cafe once and, and when they said, how do you want to pay credit or savings? He said savings, more like spendings. <laughs> Because um, I'm a comedian. I don't get it. I don't understand the joke. Oh, well, because um, so when, uh, like, they call it a savings account, but it's like, well, oh God, they should call it um, a spendings account because that's, I actually spend out of there more than save. I actually have a separate high interest it, account where I do my, my savings. So that should be my savings account. Why don't they call this account spendings? If, if you see the show and that isn't in it, it's not in the show, you'll know it's because it was too good. Now, Sometimes we, we might have to say that that's gold. You, and we don't show anyone. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, what was that? You've got solid gold here, guys. I think you should hold on to that one. Um, you wait, is, you just wait. We had the idea of literally just doing the Grease Mega Mix. <laughs> yeah, just, just doing it. Like, little, that, this is literally an idea that we had. We went, let's just, let's just do the song. Just do, Gre- just do Grease Lightning. Sing uh, it or just play the song. Just play the song, and, play the song. and dance to it. <laughs> Cute. I'm into it. Um, this is not selling the show well. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Um, it's going to be fine. Um, a sketch around Freaky Friday. Oh, yep. Yeah, because we had the idea. that was like, what if we bump into each other? And then it's like, wait a second. Now I'm in your body. This is so different. Wow, I have a penis? Because we're all just very similar. So yeah. um, here's a, I'm just going to show you a post-it for one sketch, which um, is worth the ticket price alone. Already? Is it going to be in reverse? Are these in reverse to you? Yes. Yeah, you're good. Oh, no, it's all good? Yeah. For those who are listening, can you please? Shitler. Yep. So the sketch goes, Broden goes, oh, Hitler. <laughs> More like Shitler. And then Michelle Branch plays. Oh, it's so emotional. But these are just some of the ideas that we've been working on. We're not going to tell you all of them, obviously, because we want some of them to be a surprise. Also, the chances of any of these making it in are low. So um, just because, you know, it's early days. But it's nice to see you guys kind of, you know, embracing some new ideas because I have heard that there's going to be some fan favourites and potentially some of these sensational new ideas that, you know, if you don't put them in the show, I might steal them myself. So I'm just making that very clear now like you can have them you can have them or fully plagiarize but tell me like after the whole netflix thing the dust has settled on that you've got this in the on the very near horizon like what is it that you guys are most excited about with of it someone's walking in the room they're just no 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 oh. <laughs> look hey, that's sam ignore the man behind ignore the man behind mark and Broden. sam right <laughs> sam writes with us um we didn't know he'd be stepping through the door 14 <laughs> minutes early. Uh, uh, I'm, oh, we hope that hasn't ruined anything. No, it's not. And it's nice to see, as we can see, there's a lot of people at play yeah. in all of this. Yeah. And you haven't you- seen, there's a Greek guy in the corner as well. You haven't seen him guy. yet. Oh, we haven't. Maybe we'll bring him in for a bonus feature later. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I don't want to push my luck. <laughs> um, what was the question? It was talking about. 
Oh, uh, what was the question? Sorry, I'm sorry, Tiana. There was a man came in and he ruined the, the momentum I'm of this. Sorry, uh, I think he made it better personally. I think he's oh, yeah. made it better, he's improved it immensely. But did you expect this interview to be so zany and/or wacky out of curiosity? Well, well, I've seen you guys do interpretive dance solely for an interview, so I'm very, very happy to even we're speaking. This is like a huge thing for me because I'd I'd brushed up on my interpretive dance. So oh well, that's well that was a mistake because we weren't going to do that for this. But um, <laughs> God damn it! But it's all right if you want to refer to us as Zane Brains, that would be okay for him. For me, the Just- Zane Brain Rat King. Yep, the Zane Brain Rat King. Got it. Yeah, that'd yep, be great. And me, Broden. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Your question was, um, I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. Like, as we can see, you guys are obviously got a lot on the go frequently and you've got lots of people involved yes. in all of this, but the dust has settled on the Netflix series. Yes. There's been so much happening. We're in a new year. We're still kind of dealing with the same old crap, but mm. like, what do you guys adore about the performance aspect oh, of this? That's right. Um, well, yes, we haven't performed in three years pretty mm. much because um, we we made, in my opinion, we made our best ever live show um, in like... 2018. Was it? was it 2018? Yeah. It was called Glen Ridge. It was about going to high school. And um, it was like we'd been making live shows for like eight years and it was we'd kind of built our, how we made shows and we got to a really good point with that show. And then at the end of that year, the Netflix process kind of started and so we didn't have time to write another new live show. And um, so we missed out on a year of making another show. And then the year after that was more missing out on it. And then there was the COVID year. So it actually ended up being three years where we couldn't do, we got to a point where we felt like we were in a really great position with our live stuff, which is where we come from. We come from live, we come from theater. Um, it's our favorite thing to do. Um, so we actually were in this position where we, hadn't we weren't, we weren't able to do this you know this this uh medium and uh at the first opportunity that we could we we uh started to, to get the wheels moving so the posters there and and uh you know the the last few months have been the first time that we've been able to do this again and it's super exciting because live unlike all other elements of being an entertainer like tv or podcast or whatever or, or i guess you know I've, lots of different areas this isn't, it's something that we can fully control. We can make a show that doesn't take network notes and it doesn't take, uh, you know, it doesn't take direction from anywhere else. It's just purely unbridled our groups, you know, you know, creative id and, um, and we can just do what we want. And, and, and also for our audience who, who like us, it's, it really is just the best way to connect with people. Um, and, uh, yeah, that we were actually blown away by the response because we wanted to perform for people. But what was really cool to see is that, um, by the way, tickets moved in the first two days after they went on sale. Um, it seemed like lots of people were really keen to come see us again as well. So that, that was really lovely. Yeah. Stay with me after this short break. Broden and Mark get real about charming RuPaul, connecting beyond the mainstream. Plus, the boys unpack the concept of parasocial relationships while allegedly parachuting. Stick around, more to come. Steve Bell here. I present the Handshake Agency podcast Rewind. Each series takes you back to a moment of musical heritage as we present oral histories about great albums of our time from the people who made them. If, like me, you have a geek-like curiosity about your favourite artists, 
Track down Rewind with Steve Bell at thepodcast.com.au, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favourite shows. And with all these characters, obviously you're playing fictionalised versions of yourselves in a lot of this. Like, do you do people come up to you and feel like they know you as a result yeah. of that? Like, how yeah. much? Obviously, a lot of these characters are very outlandish, but is that experience kind of still something that you're getting used to, or are you just kind of just that's just normal now? It's an experience. I'm. It's a. It's a phenomenon. I'm learning more about, and it's called parasocial relationships. Um, which What's means. This? Parasocial relationships. Oh, it's like when people jump out of planes and then they No, 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 that's parachuting relationships. Oh, uh, right. Parasocial. Very close, though. Very close. Parasocial relationships are when... Um, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's very easy to get confused. I got confused as well the first yeah. time. I'm learning. The first I'm time learning. it happened, I was parachuting. So oh, fucked that me would, up. That would have been, fucking fucked me up. That would have been way too much for me. Because I was skydiving, right? Yeah. And yeah. then as I'm as I'm going, oh, you're falling. Sky, I'm falling. I'm falling. I've got a parachute, right? Oh. I've got a man on my back who has a parachute, oh. right? And I'm falling. I'm falling. And then this other skydiver comes up next to me, and they're like, "Bud, bud!" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm in the middle of something." And he's then we're falling. We're at like sixty thousand feet, right? And we're falling, and he's like. Oh, I love, I love, um, oh, what's it called? What's the one with the wine? The one with the wine. And I'm like, we're doing backflips and stuff. Yeah. And we're going, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm just in the middle of so. And he's like, can I get a photo? And anyway, so parasocial relationships. That Forget a, about the parachuting relationship. That, that was, was parachuting just parasocial. Yeah. Um, is when people feel like because they've seen our stuff, uh, and they like our stuff and they gauge with it. And in, in those videos, my name is Mark and Broden's name is, is Broden. Or sometimes Broden's name is something else and he's drinking piss. And sometimes my name's something else and, and I'm drinking piss, but that's off camera. Um, but <laughs> they then think that they that that they that they know us, right? Personally, um, which is fine. And so sometimes they'll come up to us and yeah. be a little handsy. Um, and I guess what I'm saying to those people is. You can say hello without the hands. You can you, you can say hello. You don't need to get all touchy feely. Um, but so I've had on two separate occasions, people pull their cars over onto the side of the road, like slam their brakes on, pull their cars, get out just to say hello and want to get a photo just to let me know how much the show has meant to them, um, which has been incredible uh it's been really really nice how how often the ones who don't want to touch you just want to come up and say hey i really love that show that meant a lot to me and your work's meant a lot to me that's that's a really cool part of the job i just wanted to add on that that um he said that his real name's mark my name real name's broden oh yes not true my real name i go by kinsley smith Mm. i'm so sorry we'll have to make sure we we soup you correctly (laughs) yeah I'm Kinnersley. Kinnersley Smith. That's is that a family name or? Uh, no, it's a it's a guy I went to high school with. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of him. I'll just make um, sure we tag him on Instagram after this. I think week. he's a chiropractor now. Also, he loves good. hockey. Oh, he loves not, he loves field hockey. Can you hook me up? I got a, I got some lower disc. I wouldn't go to I wouldn't go to camp. Um, <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. Yeah, that's a huge scoop and. Yeah. I guess off the back of that, what do you think it is about your, you know, incredibly unique combination of absurdity and reality that resonates so much with people, not just in Australia? Like 
it's such a niche thing. Mm. Like how are you getting RuPaul to get on board the Arnie Donna train? That I don't know. That well, yeah, you can never <laughs> that one, that one that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, RuPaul's husband is Australian, so I think Ru would have been exposed. So we, we, we call her Mama Ru. I think, <laughs> I think Mama Ru would have been exposed to it potentially through his husband. Um, but I'm really, we got a real drag sense of humor a little bit. Like, drag is so fucking over the top, and we are too. Uh, we got a little RuPaul badge, Aww. which we, we love. They, yeah, they sent that to us, and we were so we were so thrilled to be a part of that show. And um, it was just the greatest thrill to see us come up on that on Ru, uh, RuPaul Down Under and have 95% of the queens just see the utter confusion in their eyes. It's just, and they were just, who the absolute <laughs> fuck are these people? Um, that was really exciting. But one was really us. happy. One was really happy. Uh, and the other five were like, this what's i don't know who these people are but hey that's on them in my opinion um yeah, that's you need, I need to, to take some initiative i agree yeah yeah um, i'd say that i think when it's like music as well i think when when uh when something different not mainstream connects with you you connect in it in a very very deep way mm. um i've had it all with different music i think we all have and when something strikes a chord with you and connects with you then it really endears you to them it's not like you know it's uh yeah like it yeah it's really it's so i think when you are on our frequency when we get you right in the frequency um people seem to really lock in and then you know there's no uh profile type that you know uh that fits it can be can be neil patrick harris yeah or it can be uh a bunch of year nines i had it i was at the zoo i was at the zoo kind of just after the show came out um, I oh, like, did they lock you in? No, <laughs> yeah, in the <laughs> bloody monkey cage. And I was like, let me out. I'm just Italian. <laughs> they were they were very racist. But um, I was I was at the zoo and uh, I had a couple who were in their 60s. So I had a very young couple come up to me. They were like uh, maybe in their teens, late teens. I was like, oh, you better be using protection. And they were like, yeah, 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 we're using protection. And then I had a couple and they wanted to get a photo. And then I had a couple in their 60s come up to me and I was like, you better be using protection. And they're like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I went through menopause. Yeah, they were like, yeah, we don't need it. And, um, but the couple in their 60s also wanted a photo. And they were like, we love your stuff. Cause they were like, we grew up watching things like the young ones and Monty Python and um, adventure time and adventure time. And uh, <laughs> that, that was really, that was huge for me because it was like the people who were unaware of the lineage of sort of, you know, the things that, that we're inspired by and that they see now and they think we're wholly original and they have no idea what we're ripping off. They really <laughs> like us. And then the people who know what we're ripping off and have seen it still think what we're doing is cool and original. I was like, that's, that's awesome. We've really pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. Um, but no, it was the, the best thing about that was it was like, oh, wow, there's, it's it sort of, it, it did have this resonating effect kind of like multi-generational. And that was, um, quite overwhelming and quite like, I was like, oh, we've, I think we've done something a little bit special here. You know, it was the first time where I really felt like, I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's really, really, really cool. You know? 
Yeah, which it's funny. I was a fan from a little way back. I can't be one of those people who's like, I knew them first because that's not, I don't go on YouTube comments. And why would you want to be one of those people? You know what? I'm a, I'm a, I just like to jump on the bandwagon, but I, this, what really sold me was seeing Mark, you wearing a Mr. Bungle shirt. I was like, excuse me, what? Like, he likes, he likes, <laughs> he likes Mr. Bungle. I oh. adore Mr. Bungle. And that, so I already liked you, but that just sealed the deal. You had me from Mr. Bungle. Fiona, I'm a, I am a huge, 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 huge Mike Patton fan. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you I'm know gonna- this. But tell them the widow Yankovic story. Oh, well, I'll tell you the widow Yankovic story first. Um, but I was talking, well, they kind of, they tie in together. I was talking to Weird Al Yankovic uh, on the set of Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun, now streaming on Netflix. And he was like, oh, what are you doing after the shoot? Because we were shooting with him on the very last day. And I was like, oh, after the shoot, I'm going to see this band uh, called Mr. Bungle. They haven't released an album in 20 years. And I've got tickets to see them performing their first ever demo, Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny. I had tickets to see them in LA, New York, and San Francisco. So my cousin was coming to LA and we were just going to follow Mr. Bungle around America, seeing them do all their reunion shows, right? Um, I'm sure you're aware of this show, right? I got to see it three fucking times. It was incredible. Right before <laughs> lockdown and shit. I'm, I'm really respectful of that, but I also hate you a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, and so I'm telling this to Weird Al Yankovic and uh, who's like, a absolute fucking hero of mine and all of ours. But the first time I ever, ever, ever performed in front of people ever was uh, when I was in year seven and for our school talent comp- competition, I lip synced to his polka that's off the Running Scissors album, right? And I also knew all the words and still do know all the words to his version of um, One Week by, uh, you know, it's been one week. I can't remember who's it. Is that? Bare naked ladies. Is it the bare naked ladies? Yeah, the bare naked ladies, right? Bare naked ladies. But he does it about Jerry Springer, and I know all the words to it, and I can do it really, really fast, like as quickly as he does. And I became known as the Jerry Springer kid, right? So um, (laughs) it it was weird at school. They all the year twelves used to get me to do it for them on the bus. So so anyway, um, I'm talking to Weird Al Yankovic, huge hero of mine, about Mike Patton, who's like one of my biggest fucking idols. And then he just goes quiet and goes on his phone. I'm like, oh, that's all right. He's probably done hearing me talk about Mr. Bungle. And then after like five minutes, he just shows me a photo of him and Mike Patton in the 90s <laughs> together. They're just hanging out. He's like, yeah, I know Mike. Look, here's me and Mike. We're really, we're good friends. He's a great guy. He started telling me stories about Mike Patton. I'm like, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me in the world. Um, I should say Mike Patton's actually my favorite uh, singer. Is, is, is this accurate? More than Mark. More than go. Mark. Wow. What's your favourite um, uh, project that he's done? The project. Oh, right. Mike Patton's been on the project, I suppose. Oh, it, it, the story checks out. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's to more exciting times like that ahead. Here's to some more incredible tales that you gentlemen will weave for us all. But I hope that the Magical Dead Cat tour continues without a hitch. Please come to Sydney regardless. Like, or we'll just zoom it. We'll do something. We'll make it work. But we'll figure it out. It's an incredible time. It's so exciting to see you guys just continue to get bigger and better. And I'm just so excited to see what happens for you in the rest of the year. Very lovely. Thank you very much. Um, thank you to Green Room for always uh, talking to us. And thank you, Tiana. And thank you, Zig. Thank you, Tiana. And thank you, Zig. And it's safe to say my face hurt from laughing for a good couple of hours after this episode had finished recording. 
It is always a genuine delight for me personally to be able to spend some time with people who can shit talk at God tier level. A huge thank you to Mark and Broden for spending some time in the green room today and sending some get well soon vibes to Zach as well. Tickets for Auntie Donna's The Magical Dead Cat Tour are on sale now with a heap of new shows literally announced yesterday in New Zealand, the Gold Coast, Wollongong, Newcastle, Canberra, Darwin just listing places I can't go to for a very long time I think but if you are going to be able to head along to one of these shows be sure to head to auntiedonna.com to lock in your slice of live madness and also just mostly to find out how many of these posted ideas that Mark and Broden showed us today actually end up making it into the final show I'm really hoping Choo Choo makes it personally that's just me Have you made it to this point in the podcast? If you have, you're either my very supportive mother or you actually are enjoying what you're listening to. Either way, an awesome way for you to show us some love is to sign up and subscribe to The Green Room. Or if you're feeling particularly generous today, maybe even hop on and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I get it, you're busy, but you could even do it while you're kicking goals doing something else. As a terrible example, I actually reviewed a podcast this week while attempting to do an ollie with no ramp in sight on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Um, I ate some pavement and, yeah, as a result, I'm now offering up lessons in how to multitask. But the podcast review was good. That's the take-home of that story. You can catch up on previous episodes of The Green Room. We've got San Cisco, UMI, Rise Against, Pseudo Echo, and so many more. They're all living over at thepodcast.com.au. If videos are your thing, search The Green Room Podcast with Tiana Speter on YouTube to watch me try to hide the fact I am wearing tracky pants in most of my interviews these days. And of course, you can listen via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any regular place you normally get your podcasts from. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay safe and sane out there, and I will catch you next time. The Green Room with Tiana Speter is a podcast from the Handshake Agency Network, produced by Tiana Speter and Andrew Mast with Pharrell D'Souza and Henry Gibson providing research. Recorded and engineered by Zig Parker, executive producer Craig Trewick.